Good morning. Hello. Welcome to the Anthem Daily Podcast. My name is Bert Alcorn. Today is Wednesday, June 3rd. Hey, thanks for taking some time um, to join us as we are sitting in the midst of a really heavy week, heavy couple of weeks, and figuring out together how to process through this through a biblical framework. And yesterday, I honestly, I just spent some time kind of live processing with you guys and um, just exposing our deep need uh, in a moment like this for the church to step in and to quote Paul, suffer with those who suffer or grieve with those who grieve. And what we're going to be doing over the next four episodes or so is just unpack a bit of a uh, there, uh, biblical lament. There, there's a bit of a rhythm and a pattern. It's not formulaic, but there's a bit of a rhythm to lament, um, both lamenting for our own sinfulness and standing in uh, lamenting in, in the culture, and then standing in solidarity with those who are hurting and poor and oppressed. Biblical laments are a witness um, to God's desire for honesty in worship and in prayer, and it's a witness to the the reality that no experience. In life is too difficult to be brought before God, and uh, a, a lament is a an implicit act of faith, in which the community of faith turns to God as as our only source of hope and comfort. Now, throughout the Bible, there is a bit of a pattern to or a rhythm to lament. Um, it's, it's not a total one-to-one, it's not formulaic, but there's a bunch of commonalities. And so what I want to do is actually unpack what some of those commonalities are um, to not only help us process through this moment, but also to throw some tools in your toolbox for the future. Because we know, like, once this moment passes, there will be more moments to, to figure out how to um, lament. And so... I do want to give us a bit of a pattern, something we can mimic and continue in our lives. So uh, if you're writing down, if you're taking notes uh, over the next four episodes, I'm just going to give kind of four commonalities uh, of these rhythms of lament that we see in scripture. These moments when we see deep faith confronting deep suffering uh, and we turn out of discipline, turn to God. And so there, there's a couple of Psalms that I think help us do this really well. And it's Psalm 42 and 43. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read Psalm 42 and 43. Um, We're going to use that as a bit of a case study for a biblical rhythm of lament. And I want to pull four things out of the the psalm. And so I'm going to read Psalm 42 and 43 for us. And then we're going to talk about the first um, rhythm of lament that we see in scripture. And Psalm 42 starts like this. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with the throng and lead them in the procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from the Mount of Mezer, Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. 
By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. In Psalm 43, vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me into your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Beautiful two psalms, one right after the other, as a case study for for how we process this moment. And one of the most important common denominators of this rhythm of biblical lament is that we're talking to God first and asking him to act first before we talk to others and before we act. There there are 60 some laments in the book of Psalms and, and notice they are all addressed to God and they're asking him to act first before they act if you're acting without talking to God first, is a recipe for disaster and self-opinion. And even maybe an early litmus test here as we're processing through this first rhythm of biblical lament, have you gone to social media before you've gone to God? To post your black tile, to uh, post up an article that is particularly enlightening, to even I've seen these on on Facebook and, and Instagram, kind of beautiful moments of confession from white people about the the ignorance or the blind eyedness to what is happening. Those are all good. That's great. And I think there's actually some legitimately beautiful and helpful things that are happening on social media. But I, I want to ask: Have you gone to God before you've gone to social media to confess, to repent, to ask for help, to ask for guidance? Have you gone to protest before going to God? have you gone to God first? And it's all over Psalm 42 and 43. He says, my soul pants for you. I thirst for you. My soul thirsts for the living God. When shall I appear before you? And he says like in in Psalm 43, I will go to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy. I'll praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. And he says in Psalm 42, verse 9, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Over and over and over again, he's addressing his grievance and his complaint and his lamentation towards God before going other places. Any trial, as as a Christian, as those who follow Jesus, any trial, any, any heartbreak in life should drive us towards God for comfort, to drive us to God for help, 
drive us to God for his sovereignty. We recognize that he's the one in control. And this right here, when you address your lament to God, it's, it's recognizing the reality that there are spiritual forces at work in the world. And God is the one over all. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, 11, 12, 13, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Like going to God first in in lament is recognizing that he is in control and that every evil is demonic. Every good and perfect gift, James tells us, is from above, is from God. And every evil thing in this world is from Satan and his demons. It's from the enemy. Now, we have a tendency to justify and naturalize everything. But when we address God, we're recognizing that the root of evil in this world is Satan and his demons and his schemes. And the way to withstand that is by putting on the armor, by going to him first, by recognizing that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities. The root of racism is satanic. It's anti-Jesus and anti-gospel. And I, and I even want to challenge some of you who may be listening, whether you're on the right or the left, if you are framing racism in general or this current cultural moment in terms of left and right, what you're doing is rather than framing it in, in the kingdom of good versus the kingdom of evil, it's exposing that your God as politics, not God as God. Like if you're framing this moment in terms of left and right and not kingdom of God, kingdom of evil, it's exposing your God as politics, not God. Because what it's saying is you're not actually going to God first to recognize that all evil is, is satanic and is coming from the kingdom of darkness. But it, it's saying it's a left-right political issue that can be solved with politics and politics are to blame one side or the other. And I would encourage you, those from the left and those from the right, do not look at this season in terms of left and right partisan politics. We've already, on this podcast, we've already talked about the danger uh, of buying into the polarizing nature of the two-party system here. But, But I would encourage you, wherever you find yourself, don't, 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 don't give in to the lie that this is somehow an issue on the right or an issue on the left. This is an issue with good and evil. The root of racism is satanic. It's anti-Jesus and anti-gospel. Thus, first step in lamenting, first step in action, first step in doing something about this as a follower of Jesus is to go to God first. If you've posted on social media and you haven't prayed and fasted first, repent because you are acting incredibly unwisely and you are veering into territory of self-opinion is not wise. Now, going to God doesn't mean you don't act. It just means you act wisely. Racism and prejudice and bigotry are extremely strong forces because all based on on human fears and, and the enemy just loves to fan those fears into flame. But there is a stronger force and that's the love of God. 
Now, some may say prayer is not enough, but we believe prayer is where it all starts. We believe in the power of prayer. And so we are going to lean into God, lean into prayer, lean into worship, lean into fasting in this moment because we believe prayer moves the hand of God and we want to be a part of that. So I do want to challenge you. If you've posted something on social media and have not prayed and prayed and fasted and gone to God first, you are acting unwisely and you are no different than anybody else. The people of God need to be different in this moment. And that difference starts by going to God first. Now, if you read scripture, God has lots to say about racism. God has lots to say about every person being created equal in his eyes and in his image. Paul has lots and lots to say about this Jew-Gentile divide, which you can extrapolate into racism for any time and any place. It is all over scripture. You don't need to go making stuff up on your own. You don't need to be pontificating on social media. Go to God, go to scripture. And once you've done that, then ask, what, what is my role in bringing healing and restoration to this moment? I, I wonder if the Holy Spirit might give us more creativity than posting a meme on social media. So we do, we pray against systematic racism. We pray against oppression. We pray against violence. We pray for change. And we believe God is in control. And when we go to him first, he not only acts, but then we can act wisely. So a couple of questions for you to consider, maybe just some moments for journaling or conversation with your spouse or community or something. In moments of turmoil and cultural upheaval, do you believe God is in control? And if so, have you gone to him first? And if you haven't, have you repented of your selfishness, idolatry, and authority issues and lack of of trust in God. If you have gone to him, what might he be asking you to do? How might he be asking you and leading you towards engagement and participation and bringing hope and healing to this world? Go to God first. It is the common denominator in every rhythm of biblical lament is it's addressed to God. We are going to God first because we expect and anticipate him to act and to move. And we know that when we go to him first, we can act more wisely. We can be, to quote Paul in Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord, stand in the strength of his might, and withstand the evil in our day. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the Anthem Daily Podcast, unpacking the next part of a rhythm of biblical lament. Have a great day. We'll see you then.